So whenever you're ready, mate, we're recording. <coughs> Is it recording? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Welcome, boys. Uh, we're here today with uh, Brew and Stu. Hey, boys. Big Stu Dog, say hello to the listeners out there. Hello, how are we going? How are we going, Big Stu Dog? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty exciting announcements today, though, so it gives us some hope of normality returning to our lives. Hopefully. Everyone's a bit bit up and bit up and about today. Was it June eleven? We're back, are we? Yeah, it looks like it. Well, that's the rumor that we're hearing anyway. The AFL says it's not a clear date. That seems to be what everybody's kind of running with. Thursday night footy back in was it just over three weeks? Just over four weeks now. So pretty excited. Finally, have something Count to talk about and watch. Only so much Master Chef one can watch. Well, that's it, mate. So you can obviously see that I'm uh, growing some real filth on the side of my face and not much up top. So I do like it, mate. I've been rocking the dusty with some speed lines in it. So thanks oh, lovely. To the can you give us a look, Stuart, or can you take it's growing out at the moment? So growing uh, okay. out, just not a lot there. So hence the cap. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, what do you want to get started on, Big Stu? So, what are your key takeaways from today's uh, message by Gil? Today's message by Gil. Um, well, you've probably uh, read about it a little bit more than me, uh, Stu, being home, homeschooling, I guess, homeschooling kids. Uh, what's your takeaway? I think my biggest interesting thing is how is this going to work with four cl- uh, six clubs based in Queensland? So, and then that's probably huge. And then also you're going to have the fact that um, the only teams going to be flying is GWS and Sydney coming down to Melbourne. And then whatever two teams are flying up to Sydney. So yep. them GWS boys and Sydney boys are going to be real good friends by the end of all this, considering they're going to be well, in the same plane it. every second week. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, you think first four to six rounds, they're locking in. So at a time, I guess. So you think they would play the, well, the northeastern states that all play each other first, just to limit travel, I guess. I reckon not even that. They just play all those clubs both in Queensland first. Like the yeah. Coast, yeah, definitely. So, Unless they're going to save the derbies, derbies, wherever you're from, um, for each home game, like in their own state, um, they'll probably just play those games because apart from the home field advantage for the Brisbane and Gold Coast, there's actually no home field advantage for either. So it's pretty even for them. So it's not a overly unlevel. Well, that's it. And you've got to work out what actually is home ground advantage these days, considering there's going to be no crowds. So it's going to be obviously a little bit different. So It will be interesting. And then... I think it's just that, you know, the two teams that fly up to Sydney and fly back just gives the versatility to play both those games on a Saturday because you don't have crowds to worry about. And then they yeah, just absolutely. jump on the charter straight back. So it's very limited exposure whilst they're there. I did like the fact, though, that the AFL said they'll fly families up to the Queensland for those WA and South Australia teams. So yeah, I thought absolutely. that was. They had, to co- they had to compromise that. So. And it's not a huge hub, but it is something. So, you know, as Luke Shuey said, they owe the game more than the game owes them. So, it'll be good to get yeah, something back on TV. Yeah, it's pretty much set them up for life. So, exactly. They'll be at, uh, they're at golf courses, so they'll be able to have a hit and whenever they want. As long as you're not Adelaide so, and having a, it's having all a sneaky off, kick. So. Um, I do know that people like Sato, though, I don't know if Sato's going to truly engage in it, but he may win super coach returns because you know Sutter loves to chat about the super coach. It'd be interesting though, it'd be how many people don't actually engage in the season saying that it's too compromised. 
Well, I reckon Sutter will get a, get a real big sniff of it. About two weeks out, he'll be up and about, no doubt. He'll, he'll pick off some real, like, dirty thing off the waiver wire, just like his, uh, just like his uh, Tinder hookups at 3am. Just uh, He'll pick up something real dirty and bring it home real quickly. And uh, break out the sex swing for everyone who's well, been playing along at home. Well, it's the only form of the exercise he's probably been getting, so... <laughs> Fair enough, so... Um... Sorry, Sutter. We, we always have one to get you every podcast, so that, that'll be a nice cheeky one for you. That'll be a nice cheeky one. But it's going to be interesting. There's been all this chat about like having um, virtual crowds or crowd noises. Just play the game, I reckon. Don't flaff around with that shit. Just play some Yeah, because they'll end up buggering up, no doubt. So. The other one that's going to be interesting is like there's no state league. So AFL players can't play in state leagues this year. So how much is that, say for Richmond, I know being a big Richmond supporter, how much is that going to hurt the talent not being actually able to play a game for the whole year? Well, I think it's going to hurt the talent and I think it's going to hurt the teams a lot more, especially the teams that have a few injuries. Because those guys have just got nothing to keep them, um, keep them going, really. That's it. They, they basically train with the main group and that's it. They get the disappointment of not getting picked in the 26-man 20, squad or whatever. So. And unless they're going to allow them to play um, look, scratch matches among local teams, they're not going to yeah, have the proper match fitness. But even then, it's not at the same you know, level. You're not playing for points. You're not playing for anything other than a get out on a Saturday. So where's your motivation going to be? That's it. You've got to make up your own motivation these days. Right? Yeah. So there's a few interesting things to come out of that. I honestly am just glad that um, there'll be some kind of sport torch this year. I don't oh, think absolutely. I can bring myself to watch NRL. No, um, I can't watch men just run into each other to try and get over a line. So, Saying that, though, the Bundesliga is back this weekend, so I reckon I might be able to squeeze a few of them in. <laughs> uh, the boys will be up and about. There's plenty of football boys in there. And there's been some great games on our uh, on the FIFA League that we've been having. Um, How is the FIFA League going, Stu? Who's up it was going great that? until Timmy... Timmy uh, Frey's bought himself a new controller and actually worked out how to play FIFA. And he's gone oh, from shit. being a real easy beat to someone who's actually like starting to win a few games. So, just dominating the hustler. Yeah, pretty much. He uh, knocked me off in a 93rd minute winner the other day. So that was bloody frustrating. Shattering. But the undisputed champion is definitely Mike. He's got too much time on his hands over there in, um, yep. over there in Amsterdam. And the other one is... A, Churchy has found out that uh, a certain substance helps him play better. So oh. he, has, he has a nice smoke before a game. He that's, actually that's, turns that's into very an incredible player. I didn't think it would, that you could classify that as a performance-enhancing drug, but, you know, it is. Well, whatever relaxes the mind and spirit. So Exactly. So Churchy makes sure he has one of them, and then he's, uh, he's good to go. Nice, nice. Now, All right. Should we, uh, um, should we get back on the Super Show? Sure. Sure. I've seen some uh, some sneaky things that you've been doing. I went to pick a certain Sydney-sided flog up today and uh, noticed that he was already in your team. Who would that be, Tipper? Uh, I've had him in the team before, the uh, year before last. Uh, big, the big boudoir, big buddy Franklin. Apparently, he's cherry ripe, according to Stu. He's been doing a whole lot of homeschooling, not much to do at home. He's been checking out the super coach and uh, I hear it's checking out the Sydney harder. boys and... Harder for him to get on the gear at home with the well, wife around it. watching that's all the time. Yeah, his mate, his mate is down in St Kilda at the moment, so he can't get on it with him anymore. So uh, apparently he's up and firing, buddy, as best as you can be, I guess, with uh, no real uh, 
no real match practice, no real physicality, but let's face it, he's what, 33, 34 now? How old is Buddy? Oh, you think he's, yeah, 32. 32? Not that yeah. old, he, just needs, he just needs some more fitness into those legs. All he really needs is the ball out in front of him, gets his big mitts on it and clunk a few goals. Well, that's it. I can't see him getting off my bench, probably, but he could be a sneaky uh, emergency bench option, I reckon. And the other one I saw you pick up was a very nice pickup. I'm sure a lot of people thought about it because he should be cherry right to come back probably week four. So it's an, it's an early play you've gone here. Well, that's it. I've, I've gone Tim Taranto. Shoulders absolutely rooted apparently, but he's been up and about as well. Uh, getting better, getting better sort of thing. But uh, as you say, apparently round four, true. so it's a long-term investment and uh, it's uh, almost halfway through our season, I guess. So could be one to come home with a wet sail. Yeah, we had a quick look through that uh, injury list there. There's a few that you're definitely not going near. Like, we're not going to see them this season. The Charlie Kernows, he's done. He's absolutely cooked. But there are a few injury ones coming back that, you know, could be interesting. Some have already been picked up. Was there any that you were looking for in particular? Uh, a few injury ones. Uh, yeah. Callum Ward, I'm not sure. Does someone have Callum Ward? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was picked up. Yep. Oh, um, let me check. What is it, Cockatoo? Well, Cockatoo's a free agent. He may not be at the end of this podcast, but he's a free agent at the moment. <laughs> well, everyone was up and about about Cockatoo. Well, Geelong was anyway. He was going to be uh, the next big thing, of course. But uh, he's been injured and he's probably going to be back. Uh, what about Libba? Libba is one that is available. Now, he, he was good for me at the start of last year and then I traded him. And I don't think the person I traded him to was very happy with that deal. Uh, that was a <laughs> phrase because Libba was pretty shit afterwards. Probably a good bench cover if, you, uh, if you're looking for a dude that could smoke a nice little 120 out yeah. one week and probably eight to the next. So. And you also picked up a Freo boy, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I've been very busy, actually. It was just one day. I was just getting amongst it, having a look, and picked up uh, Bo Akers, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Blake Akers? Well, oh, Blake Akers. I've been calling him Bo for some reason. Blake Akers, yeah. Yep. Not too disappointing yeah. on yourself Sato's there. best, mate, so... So they're all just sitting on the bench, just waiting to be picked up in a nice little investment. So That's all right. So you're hoping that yeah. maybe you'll be able to just go through and sneakily do a few trades? Uh, we'll see sort of thing. Like I've got plenty of potential in the forward line. My back line's set. Midfield needs a bit of work. And I've got two very, very good ruckmen, you know, Brian and Jacobs, two number one ruckmen. Now... I was going to, didn't, we didn't chat about this before, Stu, but there's yep. been a bit of chat on the AFL site about uh, player, sorry, uh, teams only going in with one Ruckman for the rest of the season with shorter quarters. Yeah, well, you kind of notice that Ruckman, their points went up. They were massive. They were huge scores from the Ruckmans in like round one. I don't know if you've got oh, any handy on you, but like they were absolutely killing it. You can't, you know, apart from Molly, well, who absolutely Grundy went. Count. Grundy went for 180 or something, didn't he? That's yeah. Pretty standard against Tim English, but yeah. the two that I've got, Riley O'Brien had an absolute shocker apparently and got 107. Uh, yeah. Jacob's got 134. So I think if you've got a Ruckman this year, like if you had a first liner, that's the thing, you've now got some good yeah. little um, trade bait there for someone. So you can't be too upset well, that's yourself it. there. That's it. So, well, you've got to work out are teams going to play that extra Ruckman sort of thing? You know, you're uh, who does have two Ruckman? Stu? Uh, you. Uh, who, what team? Uh, yeah. AFL team. The team. Oh, Richmond. Richmond. Richmond, yeah. Would they play Soldo and then Curvis? 
Well, it won the grand final, so... Oh, true. You couldn't see that they'd go away. Couldn't but... really... Um... Well, that's the thing. You couldn't see uh, GDOS going with Mumford and, and Jacobs now. No. You definitely would not. See... They wouldn't play game day with that. The other one is whether you play, you know, the value of Nick Nat goes up or... Well, that's what I was going to ask as well. Nick Nat and Tom Hickey, you'd think Nick yeah. Nat goes up a year now. One that I'm really tempted to pick up is Darcy Fort from Geelong. <laughs> wow. Oh, um, no. Just real what tempted. Did what did he score? Ninety odd in the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's yeah, the only. But... He went in a sole ruck. Well, that's it. That's what you got to work out. Geelong's always been a Reese Stanley, Darcy Ford, merry-go-round sort of thing with the Zach Smith sort of thing. But he's obviously not there anymore, Zach Smith. So yeah. So I'm very close to pulling the trigger on Darcy Ford. Considering um, we're looking on looking at the free agents right now, Stu, do you see any potential there on the wire? There is some. Just give me one second. I was pulling this trick on Darcy Fort um, before it gets out there. So you, you get rid of Will Brody, mate. Yeah. I was all keen on him in preseason, and he's let me down. So I've been keen on a few in preseason, but did you did you crack the thousand mark in the first round, Stu? No, okay. I did not. I barely cracked the nine hundred round, but I did oh, not ooh. score the lowest. So yeah. you, you've got work to do. Who did I score have, the lowest? Um, I don't know. It wasn't me though. Hang on, I'll get it up. Um, it wasn't me. It was. I think the Bulldogs scored less than me. They scored. Oh no, they, they scored more than me. Nine forty. I think I was the uh, the lowest round one scorer. Ah, actually. We'll let that slide. So the three I want to talk about that may get picked up is uh, the main, the main factor, yep. the main vein. What Chris do you main, think about him? Seven eighty points. How are you feeling about him? Do you think he's actually like going to keep it up? I think he's good bench cover. That's it, sort of thing. Gets cheap possessions out in the wing. Yeah, that's. And he's actually a pretty good kicker, I guess, mate. And he gives us that pressure as well. So. Yeah, he and I've pressure. got I've got Ryan Burton as well as a defender. Scored 101. He was in my team. Burton in last year did a hammy in three quarter time when I needed 12 points. <laughs> what about Levi Casbolt? He went into the ruck. I think that's the only reason that his score got inflated because Cruiser went down and he had to ruck. But then that well, shows me of how important a ruck is. And do we now look at that? There's like a real young gun who they had in the wings waiting. Do you pick someone up like that? Because, I mean, if Casbolt... Well, Cruiser's not going to be back. So who is Carlton's ruck going to be? That's what you could ask he, yourself. De Kong. So De, De Kong. Yeah, De Kong. D-E-S-K-O-N-G. He's their only other ruckman. K-O space D-E-I-N-G So his name's D-E Yeah K-O I think it's Dekong D Yeah no, D-E-K-O-N-I-N-G Ruck Carlton I don't So he's there next um, He's your only other Ruck Unless they're going to play Casport in there The other one I was having a look at It was a forward From uh, From the great Town of Essendon, he's oh, trading his stripes from yellow to blue, yellow to red. Jacob Townsend, tackle machine, absolutely f- faded in the second half, but you kicked three goals and pretty much had that ninety-nine points in the first half. The other thing with that, Essendon's going to really value, you know, really do well from this period of not having any games. They're going to get Heppel back. Who else are they getting back? Townsend obviously will be playing. Um, well, they'll get Heppel, Hooker back. They'll... Ambrose. Well, that's the thing. Ambrose you you got to think. Well, you've got to be thinking, every single team, probably apart from Carlton, because they'll have Cruiser and Kurnow dump for the season, 
should be coming with 90 to 100% players ready to go. Yeah. And that's Definitely. that's probably that's got to be a very rare feat for the AFL to have 90 to 100% of players good to go for round 2. My question is be who's going to be pulling the first hamstring in that first minute of competitive play? Well, you did mention this on the Supercoach this morning. It didn't get there's, much traction, but... No, there's a lot of, you know, talk out there. I've listened to a few podcasts. Don't ask me why I'm still listening to it. There's nothing to do when you're at home for eight weeks straight, mate. You listen to some stupid shit. But there has been talk from some, like, fitness trainers that to expect a lot of soft tissue injuries. No. Yep. Because yep. as much as you can train for at home, you're not training the same as if you're doing contact. Well, that's it. If you get that white line fever, you go a bit harder, hammies are going to get a lot tighter, calves are going to get a lot tighter, all that sort of jazz. Pretty much. So I the other the, thing... Sorry, you go. I was going to say, yeah, I think they're the big ones in terms of players coming back that people can pick up. But I did notice Supercoach has kept its um, fixture. So we don't have an AFL fixture, but we do have a Supercoach fixture. So whether this changes or not is going to be an interesting thing. So, for example... I think you're up for the bush pigs round two. Yes, I take the uh, the juggernaut that is the bush pigs. Maybe I can finally get my first win ever against them. <laughs> I, you you won't be the only person out there in this league who's never had a win against them. That's for oh, sure. God, it's just nuts. And I'm playing the uh, disgusting pests. So I'm just ready to have my ass handed to me. I'm just going to bend over and just let him take it, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not happy with the best. <laughs> No, I just feel that my team's just, you know, it's a long way from being good. So yep. I reckon if I scrape in eight this year into the finals, that, that's a win for the, for, the, um, for the Goats. And coming up against a premier champion like the Pests, I just don't feel my boys will be able to get up. I'll tell you what, I've got the Bush Pigs, then the Pests in round three. So I've got two very, very serious contenders, I think. As, uh, as Ross Lyon would say, that's a good litmus test. Oh, absolutely. Sees where you are. Do you know the only one? I wonder what these are, these Hurdy's love childs. These somehow top of the ladder bloody love babies. Well, he, he's probably ran out of tissues and just ran out of liquid coming out of that interesting looking thing downstairs. And wow, like it's amazing how Hurdy's love child is anywhere near the top of the ladder. Oh, yeah, it is. He's... I'm surprised he hasn't been giving us more shit on that Supercoach group. He's been giving us a lot of real shit videos. But... Yeah, and real bad ones. Mate, when you got Lockie Neal as captain, you know, there's 300 guaranteed points there. That's a quarter of his overall score. No joke, a quarter of his score came from one player. After that, he went Travis Boke, 125, Sam Doherty, 117, Brad Ebert at 104, who I dropped after draft night because you guys gave me so much shit Brad about Ebert, picking him up. Man. You guys are like, who's shit? Who's shit? Why'd you pick him up? Oh, you freshly got TSQ. Yep. I'll listen to you boys. I shouldn't have. But then his team's dropped right off. A real average after that. So I think Hurdy's love child, whilst he had a good good round one, I don't know if he'll still be there. Uh, he plays the Shaggers, and uh, the Shaggers love to give a good shagging, apparently. So. I hear the shaggers love to shag, but sometimes not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to fall off, but now. Uh, any other interesting... Uh, well, the Wuhan Wizards always give us a little something interesting, so... Oh, the aptly named Wuhan Wizards. They, they you well, know, round about the bush pigs, Mark, so... 
destroying everyone at the moment. So they are. They've fucking turned the whole world upside down. These wizards. So maybe they yeah. can do the same thing to our league and turn our league upside down and come out victorious. Who have they got round two? Thin blue line. Ooh, that'd be a good game. Yeah, it would be a good game actually. There are some big games coming up in this one, so should be good fun coming up. I'm looking forward to it in a month's time. So I've got a list of players here, Stu, who I reckon are going to get advantage yep. by this time off. All right, so give a look at this one. So we've got Trelaw. Definitely. Didn't play round one. He'll be up and about, you think? Yep, be good for him. Interesting one is Danaher. Whether yeah. he gets his coins right or not, who knows? Let's who just be knows? honest. He's just going to run down his contract and go to Sydney. Well, pretty much, let's face it. He's, uh, he's in Sydney next year. Uh, so we've already talked about Toronto and Buddy. That would be better for the run. We've got Heppel. Yeah, he'll, he would be good. He'll be back. Get his feet right. Tom Mitchell, get more legs into those broken legs that he's got. He's looking lean. I don't know if you saw the post the other day. He looks fit. Yeah. Like he's ready to go. Just going to pick it up. He is. Doherty, more legs into him. Exactly. Be good. Obviously. We've already talked about Cockatoo and Callan Ward. That would be better for the run. Uh, Zach Williams. He's another round one, apparently. He, he'll be better for the run. Have you got Ollie Wines on that list? No, but he should be on that list because uh, who picked him up? I think it was the Baggers have got him. Um, the Baggers? The he baggers got dropped he... and then he got picked up in the waiver line. I think he'd still be one to two weeks away considering he was there. But, you know, that means that come round two or whatever this is, he should be almost ready to go. So it's whether Port Adelaide risk him or not. Who else absolutely, you have on your list? Absolutely. So that, that's pretty much the list, I think. You had uh, Steph Martin injured, though. Yeah, that's just what the AFL website's saying. So it's whether that. Round two. Yeah. Interesting. This hasn't been updated since okay. the end of March. Who knows if that's been actually been updated? So how much of a disadvantage do you reckon this is going to be for the WA and SA teams, Duke, that they're going um, over? To be honest, if they play Adelaide and Port Adelaide, who are both going to be shit, I mean... And then Gold Coast. West Coast walks out of there playing the five teams up there with three wins. That's laughing because that's four wins in the bank already heading into round six. In a shortened season, early wins are going to count. So if they're going to smash, absolutely pummel that's Gold it. Coast. Pummel Adelaide. You think, try and, you think they're trying to compromise with the AFL as well to get more home games later in the year because of the fact that you know they've got to travel so far. So let's put a hypothetical out there that they get more home games in that last half of the season. They're going to be absolutely dominating if they get a few wins up in Queensland. I think coming out of this, you'll be probably seeing definitely West Coast and probably Brisbane in that top four because of that home ground. It's going to be hot. Let's be honest. It'll be bloody hot and humid up in uh, Brisbane up there. So It's bang in winter though. Yeah, but it's still 24, 25 degrees, dewy at night. You know, yeah, Brisbane will be used to the conditions. John has, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> be Brisbane's used to conditions where they're saying WA teams won't fly over till a few days before the first game. So really, yeah, that's what the article said. Okay. Um, and then the other one is if any of the Melbourne teams don't have to leave Melbourne, that'd be a bonus. Well, that's it. That's a bonus if they literally all those six teams just play each other. So I think, well, they can't actually play each other because uh, Port Adelaide and Gold Coast have already played each other. Oh, they have, yeah. That so that's the only outlier that's out there. That's out there. So, uh, well, they've probably got, what, four weeks? 
sort yeah, of thing. Four, and then hopefully, hopefully everything sort of gets back to normal and uh, um, we can all travel. Yeah. Well, obviously, well, I don't know. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll be able to see any AFL as spectators, but we'll be able to get around the boys and maybe get around. And maybe pub. go to the pub. Maybe go to the pub with the boys and watch a bit of footy. Maybe we could even just go to a house and watch it. There's surely can get ten of us together to watch a game. That'd be interesting, actually. How many Victorian boys have we got? What eight? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Eight, less probably than eight the Victorian boys down, or we drive that to Ballarat for a weekend and get up to mm. uh, up yeah. to Nico. What do we get? Ten people maximum out. Outside, so yeah, no, ten people, yeah, outside. Mm. So that'd be good. Go to a park, no, put it on the TV. We'll have to get on. Uh, we'll have to get on Nico about that. So yeah, does a backyard count as outside? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, boys. So these has been a few of our thoughts. Hit us up in the chats, and um, we'll work a few things out closer on. Hopefully, every few games of golf and a few beverages. A few yeah, we'll um. We'll probably have another podcast and hopefully we'll get the commish to sort out a few uh, few ins and outs of the competition, buy-in, if we're actually going to have a season or not. Uh, I know Sutton's been a bit of a downer of late, but um, just get up and about, Sutto, get back on Tinder and have a crack, son. I'm sure we will have a crack and a bag at the same time. Um, well, yeah. well, that's the thing. Is he able to access that bag at the moment or is he a bit suspect? He might be a bit of everything, really. After knowing he's got a sex swing, mate, my, my, well, who knows with that man? Exactly. All right, boys, we shall catch you soon. Either way, Jay, send some good videos. And peace out, boys. Absolutely. Jay, be better. Be better, Jay. See you, boys. <laughs>